Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Yep. And our guest today is Spencer Owen. That's... Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hello. That's you. There you are. I'm here. Spencer Owen. Uh, you... Of the infamous of Spencer, the infam- o- Spencer Owen timeshare. Absolutely. I'm, he's a musician in the Bay Area, if you don't know him. Uh, now you know. Oakland-based. <laughs> You know, yeah. doing his thing, the, doing his thing out there. The only band that I'm, uh, of, of anyone I know who, where the, the name threatens to catch all of your spam filters mm-hmm. at all times. <laughs> right. Oh, timeshare. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I'm about to go on a timeshare cruise. Oh, Jesus. Not cruise. No, let me, let me back up for two <laughs> oh seconds. Oh my God. I'm going to, um, actually I was you know invited. I was no. cordially invited by Welks Resorts to attend a timeshare, uh, conference you're going and to a presentation I'm, yes and i'm going to be receiving a free trip to hawaii all laura paid. thinks that she's receiving it's a totally free trip. totally true laura thinks so, that she's receiving a free trip to hawaii to this is supposedly what's going to happen she's supposedly going to go up to tahoe yeah she has to drive herself there <laughs> sure she's going up to tahoe she's going to a meeting where apparently in this meeting once she attends then that's it boom she gets free tickets to hawaii and free two free two free stay. round trip tickets to Hawaii and two nights at a Hampton Inn or Best. And you know where she heard about this? <laughs> at the zoo. So some guy was, at the zoo told look, her it's this real. Is happening. Okay, it's I'm so all glad confirmed. you said that because that's the next question I had. But also, <laughs> is where did she hear about this? That that being said, at the zoo. So you heard. So you were at the <laughs> Oakland Zoo. That's correct. She was okay. watching the baboons. <laughs> because, oh, that's a whole other story. But yeah. <laughs> We should talk about that later. Um, this is incredible. I, I have to hear about ev- this entire thing. Oh, it's when, really happening. No, she hasn't gone yet. No, yeah, I'm and, going. Yeah, what I'm saying is when, <laughs> when you go to... First of all, you're going to Hawaii. If but she goes yes. to Hawaii. Even if, before that, you're going to Tahoe. And yes, I, exactly. Right. Two you're, trips for the price of none. As, as, <laughs> no, dude, the, you're absolutely paying for the Tahoe trip. Not really absolutely paying. You no, absolutely no they absolutely are paying for most of it. Wait, what? Yeah. They're going to pay for your gas? Well, not the gas, but they do pay for the hotel, 75%. Good. (laughs) Okay. It's so good This is quite an arrangement. Like, this is like... I'm fine with going to Tahoe. I'll go to Tahoe happily in uh, January to go skiing. Do you know how long this meeting is? It's two hours. You're going to... You're going to like... For two hours of your time, they're giving you all of this? I don't understand how that's possible. Are they going to expense... Like, are you going to make... you? Like, do you have to submit an expense report for like twenty five percent of the hotel price or something? <laughs> like, not an expense. Does... Re- no, they just there's a you know you get a hotel. You it's at a a Hampton Inn. Okay. Which is you know it's better than like I would definitely venture yeah. to say it's a lot better than a Motel Six. It's it definitely is. I find them to be better than Best Westerns. Okay. You know, and so for that to do this Tahoe thing, I'll totally go to Tahoe. Enjoy a couple nights, at the, one or two nights at the Hampton Inn. Go skiing or go to the lake. You know, go to that bar, that crazy bar you were telling me about that you and your boys were at the other night. <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. And um, and yeah, sure, I'll pick up a free t- couple of round trip tickets to Hawaii while I'm at it. Why not? Yeah, I sure. mean, this sounds like something I would need to do if I were <laughs> if it okay. were offered to me. Yeah, you, no, if it's, you were sitting around gar- at the zoo. Wait, let me. Let I me have it offer in Spencer. Uh, uh, let me just offer you a situation Please. right now, okay? You're sitting I'm at here. the zoo. You're watching the monkeys go ooh, ooh, ah, ah in their little cages. They might swing around. They swing around. They're probably flinging p- p- 
poo poo back and forth. First off, okay, this is that happens a lot later after the uh, the option to go to Hawaii. No, I'm saying this happens like <laughs> in in mutual time in a mutual timeshare zone. Right, as someone approaches you. A, 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 a small man they, hunched over. He's not a and small he goes, man. He was a very large sap, man. Please, uh, give me a moment of your time. And he no, presents with He had you. a tent. They had a whole tent. He, had a, he has a tent. This actually works in my favor. So he's in mm-hmm. a tent. And he goes, please, sir. And his hands are shaking. And he goes, for me a price of two hours of your time up in Tahoe, I shall provide 75% of a hotel and give you two free tickets to Hawaii. Would you take that offer? Done. Of You're course. kidding me. You're Who kidding would me. Not? I wouldn't. Why? Who wouldn't? I wouldn't. It's a great deal. I'd be like, sir, it's absolutely worth I know hours. what you're playing, and I don't play that you game. You don't know. You Here's think you think. know, but you have no idea. <laughs> Here's what I think is Blood, interesting Blood, sugar, sex, about... magic, lies. <laughs> Behind the music. VH1. We'll be right back. Sorry. But anyway, keep going. Does that is that, is that the commercial break on this part of the conversation? Yeah, it on is. This and topic? we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm, my my ultimate feeling on this and and why I would not hesitate, similar to a Laura Weinbach, is that I I don't feel trapped in any real way into the situation. There is like no, there is no trap. Right. Like it's 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 the trap is I you get to go to Hawaii. The stake the stakes are low. The stakes, the are, stakes low. are definitely real, exactly. but they are low. They are you have to sit through our bullshit and that's all. Ribeye T Bone and Porterhouse. Those are the stakes I will be eating oh, when I'm oh, in Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> well, here's the other and here's the other stakes. The other stakes are you don't get the trip. And and you know what? And you know what? If you, you went to it, Tahoe and you had a nice ski trip for seventy five percent off. Yeah. What if they also don't pay for that hotel though? Big whoop. It's like $150 a night hotel. Okay, so you're actually totally good. Wait, here's what let I me, would actually let me And they are this paying it. You it's are, 100% true. You would totally be cool if you yes, went I'm up cool. to Tahoe. I'm definitely cool. Went to this two-hour thing. <laughs> Very they cool. They didn't end up paying for your hotel and you didn't get Hawaii tickets. You'd still totally be cool with that. Yeah. Oh, come on. Here's, I would. Why here, not? It's like I, I, I want to go to Tahoe anyway at some point in my life. The only thing I would do <laughs> <laughs> one day, <laughs> goodness gracious. Oh, my God. Only some no, some amount before. of hours away. I've been before. No, I mean it's like totally a fine thing to do. I don't see what the problem. I, is. I'm just I just think that like the only <clears throat> the only extra thing I would do, and I'm wondering if you did this, is look up the company that offered uh-huh. it to me. Uh-huh. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. I didn't look up the company per se, but <laughs> I did call them. Okay. And I what is this company? Do you know what the company's name is? Yes, it's Welks. Okay, it's at the North Star, which is a very famous resort hotel. I actually in feel Tahoe. like you should maybe say this on air in case we need to like track it, you down I, look, I have when the you brochure go to Tahoe and never come back. I mean, this person is at the zoo. I just feel like the, it's the, legit. The zoo wouldn't say yes to them if yeah. they weren't legit. It feels properly vetted, but I would still Google the company. Well, I, I would Google see some people's you know experience what? with it. That's I would read great. customer reviews. I, I would read customer reviews. I mean, yeah, sure. I would. I would see if other people have actually had this happen for them. Yeah. Have you well, done any of that? Well, no, but you know what? It doesn't, I don't need to. I'm just saying that's a thing I would do. Look I don't it, the think brochure it's... says four stars. Okay, the brochure doesn't mention Hawaii. You showed this to me before. Oh, no, no. She showed this I, I got, brochure to me. Yeah. The brochure Not a single says, mention. you are amazing. Okay, that She's like, check tri- out the brochure. And no. I'm like, there's nothing about a Hawaii trip No, on but this. Dominic, I had them email me all of the stuff that they're going to give me, and they did send me the email in writing, 100%. I can show it to you. I read all the fine print. I yeah, you can also get spam emails too, you know. Dominic, that email was in writing. I read all the fine print. All the, <laughs> the only thing that I will ever have to pay for on this trip are taxes, which is not very much okay, for well, the flight. You know, 
We're, uh, when will we get the follow-up so viewers can tune in? I will in. be letting you know weekly and bi-weekly as well. And, <laughs> uh, and, here's, and here's the thing. <laughs> here, we here. are a bi-weekly podcast, by the way. If you didn't know, this is the latest news on Totally Tell Me. All right, back I will to the be show. letting you know weekly, bi-weekly, and tri-weekly, just so <laughs> you are aware. Every fully. three weeks in addition to two and one? <laughs> and doubly weekly, actually, is when we get, when we get down to it. Quadri- <laughs> Quadri-weekly. Quadri-weekly. All, all I have to say is this on the, top, on the topic in terms of my demands. Right. My demands are, I don't really need to hear about your complete Hawaii trip when it's over, other than I will, I'll say, how was the trip? And you'll be like, no, oh, that was amazing. I did Hawaii mm-hmm. stuff. What I need to hear about <laughs> is the trip to Tahoe. No, that I'd is agree. the thing I need to hear I about. I do you agree. You will be hearing from my lawyer. Okay. <laughs> No, will there I be swear. sacrifices? Will there be a back no, room oh full of cult members? This is utterly we'll, we'll, are, like, no is one it, goes to a timeshare extravaganza and has, you know, some cult experience. What they have happened to them <laughs> is that they probably buy a timeshare. And Yet, stoked. no one. Not that I would do that. I no feel, one that you found online has ever gone to this and lived to I tell the tale. I haven't actually looked online exactly. yet, but I'm going to. I feel, you like you're, I feel like your mind, Dominic, is in a particular space because of a certain yeah, movie it, it we is. might have watched. That's like, true. Know, Maybe we should loop you, back you to that. You carry this negativity with you everywhere you go. <laughs> I do. Um, you know, I've been known to be a glass bottom full empty. <laughs> a glass bottom feeder. <laughs> I've been known to be a glass bottom I've, feeder. I've been known to be a glass bottom boat. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, more on the bottom bottom feed. I'm more of a bottom. Um, point being. Yeah, what yeah, is the point I mean, here? The point is, is like, why not? Exactly. Why exactly. not? Exactly. So tune in. Tune in to the next few episodes to figure out the end of this extravaganza. When is this conference? That's up to me. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? There's not a date for the fucking conference? Oh, there are dates. There's not just one, but there's one both weekly, bi-weekly, and <laughs> I don't All three. Like as the more you talk, I was I was like she somewhat sp- playing it up, but now I'm just like what even She can do an hour a week if she wants. <laughs> To get up to those two hour, that two hour total. Yeah, you can do twenty minutes per visit. <laughs> you go to Tahoe seven. It's a or eight reverse times. tolerance type of thing. You continue going, and you become more and more tuned to. Oh, wow, you're more inured. <laughs> more well, manured. I guess you know, just tune in, just tune no. in generally in the next few months to find out what happens with Laura. Yeah, we'll no, see. I, I, we'll check back. I in. can set a date for the one I want to go to. Let's just put it that way. Okay. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know exactly what this conference quote unquote quote was that yeah, i was going quote, to be attending unquote, indeed um in order to get the free trip to hawaii yeah but eventually i called i had to call a number to confirm my attendance and they did eventually slip in the word timeshare and i thought wait spencer Owen? <laughs> <laughs> is he behind this I, I i named so a friend of mine gave me the name Spencer on timeshare because I was rotating mm. through various uh, we, we actually we were just speaking about collective nouns earlier tonight yeah we were, oh, yeah. were. And, and, we were. and I was rotating through different ones like uh, like consortium and initiative and all these weird Ooh. ones and then uh, and then my friend Liz was just emailing me words she was just emailing me a word and I would know why she did that interesting an <laughs> initiative yeah a it, noun that was my yet fir- it's an intangible Spencer thing. Owen initiative was the first one that was the first oh. one I ever did and then for my first nine shows with this current band were all under different band names because I was just trying to what about Spencer Owen initiation that that could have easily been slipped into the not into the set of <laughs> I had a long list that long, I was p- p- going through how long has it been timeshare it's been timeshare since show number 10 Oh, okay. So and, how did timeshare take the bench? 
Uh, Liz just my friend Liz just take, eat. The bench, take the plate. <laughs> How did it win the home My run? friend Liz served it, it to me run? on a plate. Got off the bench. <laughs> on a bench. Really. Yeah. It got off the bench and started hitting home runs. She, what it did. She, she just emailed me the words. I think she just emailed me Spencer Owen Timeshare exclamation point. And I was like, done. Done deal. That's a Wait, done did deal. the others have exclamation points or was that the first one with an that, exclamation point? That may point? have been the first one. So, so that may have been the clincher. second band besides Wham to have a exclamation point in their band. Oh, but does it? It doesn't matter. No, I did. Didn't go with the exclamation point. Oh. In the email. What am I, Steven Soderbergh over here with the informant? <laughs> but, but you saw the exclamation point and you were like, I feel excited about this name right now. I did feel excited yeah. and it stuck in a, in a major way. Um, well, I'm glad you stuck with it. And now that here you, you've you arrived in your full form as timeshare. And now I've, I've arrived in my full form with five other dudes. Wow, there's ob- five other guys? Obeying my every whim. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, you got to crack that whip. Those guys are amazing. They're they're really the best. I I am so lucky that like I there are just like five guys who are willing to split practice space and album making fees with me. <laughs> you ever wow. been five guys? Just everybody losing money. Um, and you've been with them for, since 2012. 2012. I added a sixth member like a couple years later. And uh-huh. guy who plays saxophone in my band named Joel. Uh-huh. He's a, an incredible talent. Um, I have been to Five Guys. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want you to breeze past I that really, question. Have you been to Five Guys? I really enjoyed oh. it. <laughs> five Guys Burgers? Yeah, Five Guys Burgers, the burger joint. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's good. Great. Yeah. I just wanted to know. It's been years. I don't eat um, red meat. People? Oh. Mm. I don't eat people. You I don't, don't eat red meat, and I, I guess that means I've ever had a guy at Five Guys. Have you ever had a guy? Have I ever? Have you ever had a guy? Have I ever had a guy? Have you ever had a guy at Five Guys? One of the five. Have I? <laughs> have you ever had one of the are five there, guys? Are there? Is this like a secret menu at Five Guys, or like like you can order one of the guys? <laughs> You can order like one of the guys. You can order like one of the guys at no, Five you Guys. Can be like, you can order your burger and be like, I want it fifth guy style. <laughs> order like Pick one of the favorite gu- guy. Come on to Five Guys where mm-hmm. you can order like one of the guys. One of the guys. And by that I mean you can order like uh, one guy. of the guys. You can order like, you can order like one of the one guys. Of the guys. <laughs> One of the guys. Oh my god! What a great commercial that we could make for them. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think that's coming right up. That's sneezing right out of me. I think that's also. I, 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 I keep wanting to bring up the movie because there's. A oh one yeah, of the there's a scene. I was thinking of that. I do want to just quickly oh, oh, mention. Oh, I was thinking of. Just, never mind. Carry what? On. So as you guys kept talking about, I was like, you can order like just one of the guys. Be a girl and dress up like. No, for oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Or you yeah, can yeah. order like just one of the guys. Right. The movie. Oh, mm-hmm. like yeah, like okay. The movie. I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, well, we we could we could begin to talk about this film. I do suppose. We could wait. We barely talked. Have we barely talked? We well, I mean, wait. What, what are you even up to? What have I been up to? It's been yeah. Like, what are you guys? It's been the like fuck a whole. To? It's been a whole bye week. <laughs> it's been a bye week, hasn't it? I think so. Um, also, wasn't there tour? like a news new news segment you guys are doing? We oh, did God, totally do that, that, but yeah, it's like there's just it? not time for those anymore. I oh feel yes, like. there is. Yeah. I just don't think there's time for those. I've gotten some good feedback on it. Well, Bill Bill Cosby's in jail. Do you hear I that? know. I was like, wow, <laughs> finally something actually fucking happened to someone. Just he got his sentence. Just put. Put him right in the fucking jail. Get just like it's crazy. walk him right over to the like jail. I feel like he's like the first sex offender guy. Oh, I guess I guess besides uh, you know, 
what's his name? Leonard Bernstein. Oh, Henner. No, I'm kidding. Hen- <laughs> I'm kidding. You, as you said that, you I'm actually fucked up what I was saying. I like said Hennard, I think. Oh, you did? Because yeah, <laughs> he said, yeah, it's Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. I know his name. Oh, okay. I was just, you know. You're just joshing. I'm just joshing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, the great dead composer of West Side Story has now been put in jail. <laughs> Alongside that, the Bill there, Cosby's and the, and the uh, Leonard and the uh, Jerry. That's the end of our news segment. <laughs> <laughs> Perry's of the world. No. Um, Came and went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in jail. So, all right. So, what of it? <laughs> Finally. And how is that movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, go, uh, Leonard Part Six, Ghost Dad, etc. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, the star it's of like, Ghost Dad is in jail. I've, oh, really? <laughs> wow. Oh my yeah. God. Same. Wait, is that really true? Yeah, it's him, Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh wait, Bill right. oh yeah, he wasn't Bill Cosby. But anyways, yeah, what's been up with you, Laura? Is there any is there anything? Oh you me, to well mention? let's see. <laughs> we did just go on a tour. We did. We which went was on really tour. nice, we did and it. I just want to give a shout out to all the people who uh, were a part of that experience for mm-hmm. us and accommodated came, us along the way. Accommodated us and you know came out to any shows or whatever. Eli and that Katie. That was really fun. Was oh yeah, especially nice definitely to stay with them shout out to them. Yeah, loved that and. Um, what else? I mean, I don't. Let's see. I just made a pie, like a blackberry pie. It was not good. I mean, <laughs> I just, oh it? my god, I just, was it good? I don't know. I just want to say, I'm a, I just want to say, uh, to clear to clear something up, which Clearly I'm sure you've been worrying. I'm a huge Foxtails Brigade fan. I mm. think, oh, I, thank I'm you. sure you guys knew that though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I don't um, know. But but I, uh, if anyone's like listening to this podcast, doesn't listen to Foxtails Brigade, <laughs> <laughs> you fool. Who are you? <laughs> um, uh, and if anyone hasn't also gotten a taste of that delicious blackberry pie, <laughs> yeah, well, you come on it. over. <laughs> you haven't just the three, just the three of us. <laughs> Anyways, should we talk about this uh, film? I do believe, I do believe that we should we should talk about this film. Right. Um, Panos Cosmatos. Yes, Panos yeah, Panos Cosmatos. 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 Do you think it's Cosmatos? I, that sounds correct. Okay, okay. but well, I he's don't. Italian Canadian. Okay, okay. I looked him up. Cosmatos. Cosma- Cosmatos. Cosmatos. Panos. Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Yeah, there you go. I can do that because I am. Like part Italian. My so name is Panos. <laughs> okay. Panos Cosmatos. So you can't. So, so I'm also part Italian. So you can't do that. So you cannot. <laughs> oh right, yeah, because we could both be offended actually by That's what we're right. doing. That's true. Not only do we both like have full permission to do it, but we also have full permission to be, be offended, offended by, by each by other it. doing it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you anyway, want to do an offensive I'm, version of that that uh, I could be offended by? Panos Cosmatos. Oh my god, I'm offended. I'm deeply offended. If you could I'm apologize, terribly please. sorry. Thank you. Thank you terribly, so much. Terribly, terribly sorry. Anyways, he has directed a film called Man. My name is Panos. <laughs> Panos Cosmatos. That's like a, Panos. This is like kind of Spanish, I feel like. A little. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. He directed a film Sorry. called Mandy, which just came out uh, 2018 kind of uh, thriller, I guess you could say. Certainly not a blockbuster <laughs> uh, starring Nicolas Cage. Blockbuster actor Nicolas Cage. Right, blockbuster actor. That's Cockbuster. true. Cockbuster. Cockbuster actor <laughs> Nick, Nicky Nick Boy Cage. He does do that, right? Sort of. What? Does he cockblock? Cockblock. Pardon me. Cockbust? Yes. Cockbu- he cockbusts? Absolutely. Oh, Boiler free zone, but I yeah, don't think that so actually. I don't think that actually happens though. We'll so talk about mind. it later. Oh. oh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think that oh, actually I thought happens. We were, I thought you were like insinuating that he's gay, and I was like, I didn't know that. That's what a cockbuster is. Well, like I don't know, like you know, he messes around with with cockbusting. I, I have know. to. <laughs> 
No. You can never be too sure. I have I no. I mean, is a straight have... man a <laughs> vagina buster? Is that what that means? I mean, I feel like some straight men would refer to themselves as vagina busters, but would that's they, not would, the straight they... men that I would like to be around. Like, if you just took out, like, the vagina and the cock in the equation does that just make them a buster <laughs> like is everybody yeah. a buster of some uh, kind you know, busting makes busting through them feel good yeah everyone wants I to bust so. every now as and the man. song says yeah, yeah. fair enough the ghost busting song. anyways <laughs> panos cosmatos directed mandy 2018 nick cage thriller horror-esque kind of uh psychedelic film um which we have all just watched and uh if you haven't seen it we will first be talking with uh, no spoilers so you can keep on listening at a certain point we'll make it very clear that we're going to get into spoilers so you feel free to keep on listening to hear our first impressions on the film um i guess briefly to sort of give you an idea of what it's about uh nick cage stars as this guy who seems to be living with this girl who i guess maybe is his wife i guess we don't necessarily know but they're in a relationship together um and they are living out in this kind of like foresty area and they kind of have this like run in with a a group of religious cult pe- type people, cult type people. Mm-hmm. and then things kind of go haywire from there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but uh yeah uh spencer why don't we start with you we like to start with the guests around here what are your first great impressions pod- great podcasty of you yeah to start with a guest it's it's a good rule of thumb um i I have been turning a lot of things over in my brain about Mandy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I d- influences Lynch, Jodorowsky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking both, uh, both of them mm-hmm. very strongly. Uh, the first, uh, the first like forty-five minutes of the movie is like a gorgeous color bath. It just feels so wonderful to look at the colors. I think it's like truly lovely looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up the cinematographer, which I almost never do mm-hmm. while watching a movie. Yeah. I was like, who's this guy? Has he ever made anything? Um, and it, this is like one of his, like he's only made a couple features. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume the other one. Did is he probably, do the other? Yeah. Uh, so Beyond the Black Rainbow is this director's other yeah. film. I'm not sure I saw that on the list of the of the, of the the cinematographers. Oh, really? Films. It seemed... It, I would be shocked if this wasn't him because it had such a similar kind style. Similar, Got but it. maybe he was the director wanted it yeah, to be so the, like so that. Be, so then the director clearly has a has a thing that he yeah wants and, and he uses yeah. the person which is to that's get actually it. pretty or he crazy. uses he has a style and he tells the cinematographer yeah. how to do it yeah. exactly right yeah um, so <clears throat> those are the those are the like things I can say that are like very clear to me <laughs> in terms yeah. of my feelings about the movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know if I liked it uh-huh. or didn't. And I haven't seen a movie in a long time where my reaction was very ambivalent, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like truly, truly ambivalent. Like mm-hmm. this, I have, I have a cinephiles patience. Mm-hmm. I not, I'm not like the mo- the biggest cinephile, but I watch a lot of, movies and and mm-hmm. have watched in my 20s especially i watched a ton of shit mm-hmm. and uh when i say that what i mean is like slow movies mm-hmm. give them to me i'm fine with that and mm-hmm. if it's slow it's fine mm-hmm. it's great doesn't that's not the thing that's gonna you know bury a movie like if yeah. it's too slow or something like it, it has to be the thing what it's doing with that is what i care about yeah um and this movie like is paced for me mm-hmm. i like the slowness but I didn't know if 
it added up to anything that I cared about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like it. it the, the psychedelic aspect is definitely the way way uh, dominating mm-hmm. aspect of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like that. That for me, yeah. watching it, like the psychedelic of it dominated any other feelings mm-hmm. i could have and when when something is like primarily psychedelic mm-hmm. i uh, like like the holy mountain i was just i was gonna ask you if you had seen that like the holy mountain mm-hmm. holy mountain has that but it also has a more more of a vi- vignette and like strangely like fast-paced it totally style to yeah it. it's almost cartoony how quick yeah. it is yeah and i love Sometimes. the holy mountain uh mm-hmm. at least at least I have loved watching it. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I've loved it every time I've watched it. I've not always been in the mood for it, but yeah. But in theory, I love the Holy Mountain. Yeah. Um. But I think that that in what we have here is pretty much uh, a few scenes that are very long, and what they add up to is someone goes through a traumatic experience mm-hmm. and then does a lot of drugs. And loses it <laughs> to deal with that, mm-hmm. and I did not come away from the movie feeling like it had anything else to tell me mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. that sentence. Gotcha. Thoughts? Yeah, Dominic, well, Laura. What, what Laura? Did you think? Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is this movie had no depth, <laughs> and that it was pretty much very superficial and like. trying to be like yeah it was all style over substance and i felt the same way about black moss super i'm just kidding what's the name (laughs) of that other movie again i love black moss super by the way great great uh great act black rainbow good aesthetic beyond the black beyond the black rainbow yeah i was i i basically felt the same way about this as that which was pretty bored and not worth the payoff there was no like real payoff at the end for me um but there were some moments, you know, like there were definitely some moments where I was like engaged, but mostly it just felt like a bunch of just, yeah, rambling, <laughs> you know, kind of self-indulgent, masturbatory. Machismo, kind of, perhaps. Well, maybe, I don't know if I would use that word, but just like, but actually I will say this in response to the commercial part, portion of the film where yeah. you felt like it took a left turn a little bit. I actually thought that the one thing this movie does do and did do from the beginning for me at least and seemed to kind of do at different intervals in the movie was to really capture that feeling of like being on a psychedelic where mm. things can shift so quickly like oh, like there is it's almost like when you're when you look at a baby or the mind of a child you try to understand the mind of a child and like the range of emotions that a child can go like a baby can go through from one moment to the next right where you see like a baby crying in one second and then all of a sudden it starts laughing at something Mm. and i think that when people are on psychedelics there is a certain element of that where you're so much like present in the moment in a certain way and you can be like connecting or engaged with one thing and then something can shift and just change the mood so drastically and you just see like a whole nother thing going on and yet it's all like super real in that way and there's like a surrealistic element to it and I think with that commercial there was like there was a connectivity to from that commercial to what had just happened and the fact that like it was this weird goblin character. Yeah. I'm not without giving anything away. Like we all know I think that it's pretty much known by anybody who's heard of this movie that the movie is kinda like a dark as you said, it's like a dark kind of horror 
fantasy fiction, whatever, psychedelic type of movie. And um, so some weird shit happens and then all of a sudden there's this commercial. And I just think that that commercial highlights a lot of like the mood, the overall mood of the movie really in that it is very much a shifting type of thing. It's like it is psychedelic and so that that highlights that psychedelic aspect of it to me, the emotional yeah. element or like range of psychedelic. Well, I think I'll always be a, a little bit of a deficit for that because I've, I've enjoyed so much art that tries to um, evoke the psychedelic mm-hmm. music or a film, whatever. But, yeah. but, but I, I have never done a psychedelic drug. So I, I ah. think, I think that for that particular aspect I will always be like, as long as I don't have, as long as I have not done one, <laughs> yeah, and, and continue to engage with with work like this, I will probably remain at a certain arm's length from that idea, right? Just not having the the personal experience, mm-hmm. but um, but I appreciate that you mentioned that you something you said about that uh, the tonal shifts. I think with the mm-hmm. commercial reminded me that like one of my favorite movies, the movie happens right after that, mm. which is him uh nicholas cage going to the bathroom oh yeah that that that's one of my favorite moments in the whole movie mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which i i don't know how to describe it other than while we're not talking about spoilers but we will yeah, get to that let's let's talk about that later okay but yeah. yeah just to sum it up though i i didn't like i really didn't love the movie i didn't watch a trailer for it going into it i was expecting maybe a little more this time because i thought okay it's 2018 He's had some time to learn some lessons from the last movie. <laughs> when did when did Black Moth come Not out? Not that long ago. Rain- like a few years ago. I want oh, to say. really? I'll check okay, that. I thought it actually came out like a long time ago. Black so. Rainbow. No, no, also, no. Black Rainbow also a great St. Vincent song. <laughs> came out in oh, 2010. Yeah. Oh, okay, my my That's a long time. I, I mean, it actually is well, eight years ago, which is, is longer than I, I thought. I, it I thought it actually did come out like in like the 80s or 70s. Oh, hell no. Okay, I don't know. Shit. No, 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 no. He just Mob it kind of looked like that. Right. Well, yeah. So did this in a way. Definitely. And oh yeah, and I will say that the beginning of the movie when it started off for like the first 15 minutes, I felt like there were some really cool moods and tones and yeah, just visual surface stuff that did kind of take me to a, a like an interesting, you know, very abstract place that a lot of movies from the 80s do evoke. There is a certain like feeling that I felt like he was able to capture that I've sensed in other 80s movies from, you know, from my past that that became like very iconic to me as a kid. Mm. And he was able to capture that same feeling. Like there's just a certain weird, very kind of dark quality to films from the early 80s that I can't, it's like not quite tangible and it's very abstract, but it's there. Yeah. And you really see it in certain things, like in those, those short films I showed you, Strange Tales that my dad, you know, owns the rights to that I grew up watching. Those movies for me, like really capture something that I can't really put into words, but I felt that a little bit in this movie and I was like, okay, he's doing something that is, that is cool. Mm-hmm. But then it just never really goes anywhere for me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's um, my thought. What yeah, did you think? Something that made me think. Well, well I was already <laughs> kind of thinking, and then as <clears throat> as you just said those last few sentences, I mean, this definitely evoked Dario Argento to me, especially mm-hmm. like that was I, I thought like, of that in name. the beginning. Yeah, especially the beginning. Uh, I was thinking of Suspiria, and just like also just even the the tone of the music sometimes. Yes, was it kind was of a like combination evoking. of the music and the and the coloring and the filmic quality. I and then also all the musical tones. Gaspar Noé, Gaspar Noé's film uh, Enter the Void. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's from like yeah. about 2007 or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Did I see that? 
it's like a total drugged out kind of film about this guy who goes to Japan and he, uh, what is it? He's like staying with his girlfriend or something or, or he's meeting back up with his girlfriend. I kind of forget, but he ends up like taking DMT and I think I wanted to see it, but I didn't see it. It's really incredible. Actually, it has a famous credit sequence because Kanye West ripped it off. Yeah, he yeah, which was annoying. Uh, but that movie was pretty influential, actually. On, I think a lot of stuff around that time. Oh, I believe it. And and no, it's all shot first person, which is pretty impressive. That's too. right. I forgot it, that it was like a one take. Fact. And I say that in quotes because they he blinks. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> and plenty they and of they put it, cuts. <clears throat> they put in a lot of cuts, but it's presented as sort of like a one take in quotes of yeah. his experience through the drugs like it's all first person yeah i saw it once it's awesome and i mostly remember the titles now because it's been so long but i would but yeah now that you're saying all that was but that movie really cool spectacular really? yeah it's incredible yeah. i need to see this it's cool you haven't yeah. seen this i think not we should watch it for the podcast i mean it's no pretty long and pretty did you slow, like it more than this it. movie oh hell yeah so you didn't like this movie <laughs> well okay here's what i'll say about this movie i was really into the beginning i actually was like oh yeah, shit this might be really fucking good yeah oh yeah because also because we thought there was gonna be a plot this time which there was a little bit of one but well i mean whatever I mean, on that was, like but... i i had heard things about this movie but i usually try to even like get rid of that in my mind oh, okay. uh and so i it's not necessarily the lack of plot actually for me that that lost me it was the way that the plot went down actually well, yeah, there me was too. No, there no. actually was enough of a plot for me no, in no. this movie that's what i'm saying there was a plot but that didn't fix the problem no it didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> where's the last time there wasn't a plot and i thought maybe that was the problem but i'm realizing mm-hmm. after seeing this that really not wasn't the problem. not the problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. no and i, I actually don't want to make it seem like i hate this movie because i actually thought it was pretty good overall mm-hmm. but uh, i thought this was a bi- actually a big step up from his last film oh. i was like pretty low on beyond the black rainbow oh because i was i found that really boring yeah. and i found like maybe two scenes interesting in this movie i actually thought maybe like the first 30 40 minutes of the movie i was like pretty engaged and i and i i absolutely loved some of the sequences like when she's like walking through that forest and then, like, find something on the ground. Yeah, great. Like, the cinematography in that sequence was incredible. Beautiful. Uh, there's just, like, all these color moments that are just, like, really interesting. There's, like, some effects that, uh, by the way, it's it seemingly is all practical, which I, I'm always a sucker for. I love that shit. Mm, yeah. Uh, and there was some effects that were being used uh, to, like, convey this kind of drugged out feeling that I thought were actually really well done. And there was a couple moments in particular that I kind of feel like I just shouldn't even say, it's not like a plot spoiler, but I still feel like it's just kind of something I'll say later, but there's like these specific visual moments that I thought were just really well done. And actually something that was reminding me a lot of enter the void where I felt like I was actually on drugs at Mm. a couple points. Mm -hmm. Like it really felt like how it can feel, you know, to just kind of like be in an altered state, you know? Um, But uh, yeah, um, you know, ultimately where it goes for me, like what I would actually think that probably a lot of people would consider the more uh, fast paced end of the film, which is the second half to me that like actually lost me. Uh, Like when it started to pick up in a weird way, I zoned out more me too and, and there was like i think it was just yeah. like the visual elements were less interesting to me mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. just kind of like the vibe of it changed into almost like a heavy metal kind of like you know 
I, I, Metal I just, monster movie. I'm just kind of like less into that. And, and uh, I was a little more into it when it seemed like it was going to be like a weird cult. Kind of like, you know, creepy people fucking over people. Like in like a, just kind of like a weird mm. kind of vibe. Yeah. And then when it kind of became more of like. It was almost kind of like Commando-esque. Well, not yeah, Commando, but very, like it became kind of more like. Well, just the macho. fact that it was like Nick Cage doing this whole, you know, he was like this some like suddenly he was like a beefed up warrior yeah, guy. I hate yeah, that then shit. it was just like, oh no, this is what I thought it might be because Nick Cage is in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the fact that he was in it didn't exactly thrill me when I heard about it. I was like, oh, he's gonna be in it. Let's be I'll just say this know. though, yeah. I am a Nicolas Cage fan. And oh, I think okay, he, I think he's a great actor. <laughs> no, I mean, I, really I, like I have him. thought that he was really good, but for some reason, him in the context of this. Just seeing the poster, I thought, I don't know. Am I going to like this? Is it going to be kind of like a Conan the Barbarian type of thing? Which I don't love, but I can appreciate to a degree. He's 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 like, Nicolas Cage is, is finding himself in so many situations now that are to, like on one end of a spectrum or another or in the middle of art movie, like dreamy uh, bizarro to like action extravaganza like mm-hmm. those are kind of yeah. like his two which is ends. what this movie was <laughs> and actually all of the above <laughs> and yeah and i but i think that like like all of a lot of his movies like are somewhere in the middle of those two <laughs> things that yeah. i see it that i yeah, end up yeah. seeing anyway um and and that's kind of his been mm-hmm. career, his career that i know of for the last like five ten years maybe mm-hmm. more um and like I, this movie definitely put me in mind sur- at some moments of Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, which <laughs> I love. I very, haven't seen that. I think that is a phenomenal movie as uh-huh. a Werner Herzog fan also. Yeah. I, I think that's a great, great movie. Yeah. But this, mo- this movie in its best moments dealing with the, the cage yeah. had, <laughs> had things that reminded me of that why that movie is great. Mm-hmm. And Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans and Mandy both feature a close-up on the face of a reptile. <laughs> oh, yeah. One well, other I thing mean, I, I wanted to say is like, though, even, though it kind of, <laughs> even though it kind of lost me a little bit, it, it's weird because I also feel like you feel. I feel conflicted about how I feel about this movie yeah. because I really liked it in the beginning and I kind of w- wasn't feeling it in the second half, but I was always like super down to keep watching. Like, yeah, me too. I, I was like actually pretty engaged throughout the whole film just as far as like wanting to see it through like I, I was very curious as to what would be thrown at me next mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there was an unpredictable element to it which i did appreciate a lot like i didn't ultimately really know where it was going and that was i guess a little exciting for me like it, it at least wasn't like a predictable uh kind of thing like i would just say the, like visually predictable yes. like, i liked the fact that there was new elements being added and you know, there was still some fun little surprises towards the end that I really enjoyed, especially like uh, effects wise and stuff. So like, yeah, it's weird because I, again, and coming out of seeing one of his films, like what or like, eh, or kind of just feeling a little bit of something, but not quite. You're talking about but director yet, now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yet I'm still totally down to see what he does next after this. You know, like I'm curious. I'm like very curious as to what he's doing, because I feel like I feel like there's something that he's working with that could really work one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like he's yet to make like a masterpiece and I feel like he could do it, but this still isn't it for me. You know, like he's what he's working with, the elements that he's working with. I'm super interested in, but it's yeah. not coming together in the way that I want it to. You know, I, I feel like this movie is 
in most of its scenes quite immature. Yeah, that's what I said about Black Moth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because exactly, the it rainbow. just seems very superficial and like the characters really don't have much depth. They're no, just yeah. like, it's all style over, yeah, over content, yeah. over depth. And like, there's just no real, it's like, okay, these guys are, you know, just some stupid cult like guys who think that they're all, you know, spiritual, but they're just really stupid. Yeah, you and don't, you don't. They you don't, don't have any intellectual, you know. Yeah real depth at all you know what i mean they're just like on drugs or whatever and they're tripping out and then they you know do whatever that's the difference for me with like this and enter the void is that enter the void really does have characters that you care about and get they get you invested very quickly into who these people are Mm -hmm. and then therefore these like events that begin transpiring you're like oh shit (laughs) because you want them to like be okay (laughs) yeah and i feel like the thing about it is the whole uh, psychedelic aspect of it and the fact that they are on LSD is a really awesome platform to be able to have like real meaningful depth-filled content happen and and yet nothing really does happen. And my favorite scene in the movie is a a very explicit LSD trip scene. Well, you know what's crazy is when they first introduce like the cult guys or whatever, like the main, what's his name? Jordash or whatever the fuck is called. Jordash? Jeremiah or whatever. Um, And like, you know, he's talking to that older woman, you know, the blonde lady who's like his little servant or whatever. Yeah, I love the blonde lady. And then he's like, go get my Harold or whatever the fuck the other guy's name is. Anyway, like the way that they're talking to each other. See, this is before we even know that there's actual LSD involved or like actual drugs involved. But you're meeting these characters for the first time and the way they're talking to each other, it's so kind of like disjointed in a certain way. Like it is a very, it's a wide range of emotions happening in a short period of time. And that I immediately felt like, all right, they're totally seem like they're on like acid right now and Mm -hmm. having a really weird trip. Yeah. (laughs) And like I could totally visualize what I would think of them if I was on acid. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like looking at them having this conversation. The way he says to her, nothing you do is right. That and just the way that he's looking at her. I felt like the acting in that sequence was really good and really accurate. And like I thought this was a a well-acted movie in general. Yeah, to a degree. And I actually really liked the girl who played Mandy. Like, I thought she was a really bizarre, interesting casting. A, oh, yeah, I love her. You know, decision on her character's The new Shelley Long. Look. She was my favorite Yes, part. exactly. I was thinking that. Or Shelley, Shelley Duvall. Duvall. I, I apologize. <laughs> Shelley, Shelley Long she, from Fairytale Theater. She was really, she was really giving me Shelley Duvall vibes. The new totally. Shelley Duvall. I thought, I thought exactly of her, too. But just, yeah, I thought it really did capture. There was a certain essence there. But ultimately, I felt like we we're dealing with people who are not very interesting you know they're just kind of like well at least like well, the cult people depth in there but the girl had some time. depth the girl mandy did have something yeah. to offer i felt like but then it was almost like i mean without going into spoilers yeah i just felt like again as with black moth <laughs> um <laughs> sorry i can't remember what it's called it's anyway beyond the black beyond rainbow. the black rainbow <laughs> bbmb um I feel like the same thing with that is we're just yeah. dealing with a bunch of kind of dumb people. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there's just nothing interesting about these people, really. They just they yeah. just seem like a bunch of like losers, yeah. you know? Meatheads. All right, yeah. let's get into spoilers because, uh, you know, I feel like we should just briefly mention anything that we want to discuss in spoiler yeah. territory. Uh, my favorite scene in here. the movie that I was just alluding to mm-hmm. was um, the scene with the where the cult leader attempts to seduce Mandy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought I where wait they, when she laughs at him. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah her they, laughing. They at him they was dose cool. they dose her. 
and through then her bring eye. her then bring yeah in her eye it does her in her eye then bring her into and the bug the, the den first oh, up yeah, they oh get the God, bug they sting her they with some weird big old bug. creepy looking like weird ass non-existent in the real world bug that like has this little stinger that pops out and they poke it right in her neck and then like and she goes on and the then the and then the older lady uh says in I the first real the laugh on top. in the first real <laughs> laugh of the movie i call that the cherry on top um so they does her in more than one way of some kind and then yeah. they put her in the room with the with everyone lying in uh you know acid den style mm-hmm. and and he is he is begins his seduction monologue mm-hmm. and it's all I loved it, that it's a great scene it's all heavily affected mm-hmm. like you there's tons of vocal effects reverb like by the way more Pitch than half shift. of the dialogue in this movie has vocal effects on right, it yeah. which mm-hmm. is a really interesting move i mean i mean interesting meaning movies don't do that usually <laughs> um but it's it's notable at least mm-hmm. um so he's speaking with this like you know vocal effect and he he puts on he it, during during in his seduction process, which he's clearly done many times, or has done more than once before, or wanted to do more than mm-hmm. once. Who knows? He's he's like, uh, you know, the the most moving way, or the most the, the most majestic way to. I I'm always going to paraphrase dialogue. Sure. I barely remember. Yeah, well, it. but he's whatever like, the fuck he's saying. He's like he's talking about music. He's right. like music is one of the greatest ways to commune with whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he. Um, he puts on a record and he says, do you like the Carpenters? I think they're sensational, but, <laughs> but this is even better. Yeah, and that. then it turns out to be a song that he wrote, it wrote <laughs> and it's about him and how he's a great cult leader. Right. Um, and while it's playing, she, he is continuing to try to impress her. Uh-huh. And she goes, wait, this is a song that you wrote and it's about you. And then starts <laughs> cackling at him. And he it's starts so screaming, good. "Shut up! Shut yeah. up!" And I while think, he, by the way, has now revealed his. Oh, penis that's right. To her. He, he <laughs> yeah. at some point during that process, he opens his robe and <laughs> his and robe. And the moment, the moment <laughs> that a robe, he he's... basically the moment after he reveals his penis <laughs> is the moment that she begins decides that it's time to make fun of him. Yeah, right. which is Love which that. is the one great thing about the the movie that that like I I feel like that where it gets that energy gets squandered by the second half of the movie that right. like that like that that approaches maturity right, in exactly. a way in, in a way that the rest of the movie totally leaves behind exactly. totally ditches it was right. a cool scene though. yeah i thought that was that that movie would be a great movie mm-hmm. the movie, whatever movie that scene actually belongs in <laughs> would mm-hmm. be a great movie i want to add to what you're saying because there's actually one aspect to that that i was referencing earlier as far as like i felt like i was on drugs because that's the same scene but one shot in particular i really loved which was the close-up of of his face oh yeah um they great. have they have this they have this close-up of his face as he's talking and finally the vocal effects get sucked away and you begin to just hear his real toned voice uh, and he's talking directly into the camera. This is a long take. It's probably like over a minute long. Yes. Um, and it slowly is fading between his face and her face. Oh, But that, like yeah. just in like the center of his face. Yeah. So like his hair always is on screen. The rest of his body is always on, on screen. But they like synced up her face perfectly with what his face is doing. So then like, you know, you just kind of like the first time I know I fully noticed it. 
And then the second time it happened, it happened so subtly and slowly yeah. that I was like, oh, wait a minute. His mouth isn't moving anymore. Oh, wait, because it's like kind it's hers. of her face, but it's kind yeah. of his face. And they like found this like weird medium between them at a certain point that I was like, actually really felt like I was just tripping <laughs> out. I was like, is that his face? Yeah. Or <laughs> is that her face? Whose or face is that? Is it both their faces like is it, it photoshop or like no i mean but that was the cool part was that Blend it wasn't layers. it was it didn't actually feel like a digital effect it it just was clearly opacity no it looked great up. opacity 50 percent. It, it it really was that but you know what it looked it great. worked it, it really looked great. great it looked it was pretty cool i love no, i really effect. loved that like i actually want to rewatch just that shot because straight was up like, shelly duvall's face right there on his face yeah i know yeah, right but it just looks so cool i mean there was yeah. just something about that a very hypnotic sequence to me and that was actually like probably my favorite shot of the whole movie i loved it i i i loved that scene and all that included i mm-hmm. just loved it and then but and yeah, then and i then, agree with you that's it's a highlight and then it definitely goes down the only other that. great scene to me which is, is the one that where they actually allowed nicholas cage to act Laura just has Furman power oh, station series I, pts8 not, up on her screen she's looking at it on amazon i was maybe gonna buy it no maybe it's a power strip that was there from a long time oh, ago okay, i yeah, wasn't anyways, just looking stuff know, up I was more on that later you uh, know that you know mandy inspires you to <laughs> take the power take the power back um you gotta take the power back <laughs> yes this movie is definitely pop, they should this movie could use less um Sun uh, and more Black Sabbath, the, or our uh, public public enemy, uh, <laughs> less Black Sabbath, more public enemy. Yeah, here. Yeah. Um, the the um, the the guy, the music. Uh, like oh, Johan uh, Johan Johansson. I like the this music. This is his final score, by the way, because he did pass away. That's right. Yeah. And this is the final uh, film that he worked. Um, on. The, I liked his music. The his music, but there was there was a funny moment where I was like, uh, the the music was like a sun. Uh, tone. You, do you guys know the band Sun S U N N with a yeah yeah with a zero sl- p- close parentheses three. Is it hypnotic electronic the, kind of stuff? It's 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 drone doom metal. Mm. Where, oh, forget it. I don't know. Yeah, the the uh, they're named after their amplifiers, which are <laughs> sun am- sun amplifiers. Uh-oh. And Stephen O'Malley, um, who is the main guy of Sun, mm-hmm. he was credited in the soundtrack for this mm. movie. And I was oh, like, nice. of course, mm-hmm. of course, because that's the parts. Because those are the parts where the, the guitars are going. Right, like, just like huge low tones, like mm-hmm. way too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was thinking, like, man, maybe I should just kind of maybe like right now, if I was at this part of the movie and I was just by myself at my house, maybe I would just go um, turn it off and listen to <laughs> Sun <laughs> album instead of watching it because it's more evocative to me. Like, like uh-huh. at that point in the movie, and that was at the point in the movie where what was happening wasn't evocative to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was like there and not super boring but non-evocative because of the sort of um immature kind of general pattern that we'd went in when spoilers he's just killing a bunch of dudes i was gonna say when you said that it was not predictable what was gonna happen i really pretty much predicted it all at a certain point i was like okay he's gonna just kill every one of these guys visually predict like yeah yeah i totally i i and it all played out exactly like how I thought. I was like, how oh, the rest of the gonna... movie is going to be him killing these guys. No, I mean, I, I getting agree. Getting revenge. I guess what I meant was, it, what I meant was visually, it, right. it kept it new surprises gone... coming throughout yeah. the rest of the film, which I, I mean, again, I, I still was like compelled to keep watching, even though yeah. I was like kind of tuned out a little bit of like, okay, what is... See, I have to say, I myself was just 
over it at a certain point. I was like, you know, I want this to be over. (laughs) 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 Pretty much. I was like, I'm I'm really bored. There there was there was one part that I really um the other part that I really loved, which is Nick Cage's acting in the scene where he is trying to deal with the fact that they just lit his wife on fire mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um he goes and and he's just watched the commercial and he goes into the bathroom mm-hmm. and he pulls a bottle of vodka out of a drawer and starts guzzling it as much as much as he can and pouring it on his wounds and mm-hmm. stuff and he's having a trademark classic nicholas Nick cage, cage freak out right but classic nicholas cage freakouts are classic to me for a reason mm-hmm. which is that in a in a movie that allows it to be good, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie is good enough that they that, that two minutes take of him dealing with stuff in a freaky way was good. Like like it was an example of Nicolas Cage being a good actor, like who has good instincts. Mm-hmm. And like you could and like you could still kind of watch him, his acting brain working at this at the same time, but that's okay with me because the movie was so, you know, removed from for me, removed mm. from real experiences. This guy, this might be a good time to talk about how Mandy uh, seemed like could have been such a great character. I know. I really yeah. wish she was the one who survived. Like she I seemed know, way she more compelling so to me than, than Nick Cage. <laughs> I, I was pretty too. bummed that this movie reminded me also a lot of a pretty recent one that we watched for this podcast called Revenge. Uh-huh. Um, Me too. In, in I was thinking of ways, that. Yeah. There, there was like these similarities, though. I think Revenge is a better film. I liked how Revenge portrayed being on a dr- psychedelic drug in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Oh, kind of don't more... say too much about this one because oh, I want to see it. No, 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 no. That's fine. Without well, giving audience, any spoilers yeah. away, but just like I felt like it, it did utilize certain techniques that were really interesting and definitely more engaging in a way. Well, for one, the main character is a much more interesting character to me. Right. E- e- yeah. Even though that in that film there's also like not too much setup either and there's not like a ton of context for yeah what's going yeah on. it didn't even but there's it wasn't more about than plot. this <laughs> it was not really plot driven so much as it was just like you are going Instinct on this driven. experience with yeah. this girl yeah and just she was more interesting and she actually i felt like if this movie had reversed the roles and mandy was the one who survived and like watched nick cage get brutally murdered or whatever um not only would it have been more interesting but i also feel like it would have been strikingly similar to yeah. to revenge like in many ways oh to that movie not yeah. just because of the of like just the gender swap but also just like her character just seemed more like someone i wanted to root for than right. nick cage like i don't know i just what? once she died i was kind of like okay so i guess now we're just in nick cage land well so the movie's called mandy so what do you think right. about the idea i was gonna ask the same question what do you think about the idea <laughs> what, what question well do you i was have? gonna just say why is it called why is her name mandy well what I- what I don't. Is that about? I, I don't know what the name is, other than it's like a name. But but what what I, what do you think about the idea that she is a person, fully formed, has character, has interests. Mm-hmm. She's a person with interests, mm-hmm. and he isn't. And when she is taken away from him, mm-hmm. all he has is to escape into violence and drugs right because he is not interesting right anymore he doesn't have life he doesn't have a, a the person who provided him with any type of imaginative life yeah 
is gone. Right. She t- like she tells she's that a story. creator. She's a creative person. In yeah. His life. She like had she... that like interesting backstory. I was like, yeah, oh, she's so cool. Wait, what do you mean her interesting backstory? <laughs> well, yeah, she's like talking about that childhood story about her oh, that, dad, yeah, like yeah, bringing yeah, out a big dad. bag of yeah. small birds, uh, birds and starlings. he's like beating them. With yeah, a, yeah. I was like, whoa. And it, she was, that was actually she a really compelling death. moment. I, yeah. I thought she acted that really well. And I was like, intrigued by that story i don't know so oh by the way i just looked up the name mandy (laughs) okay so it's obviously abbreviation for amanda but that name the definition of that name is worthy of being loved which i think is maybe about well they definitely highlight that element of her character it's like they do she's chosen by this cult leader or whatever because she is like more worthy and more like her light shines brighter than any other right person or whatever and i guess you could make the <laughs> argument that like maybe it's not real maybe he's just tripping out I, I but mean, like that's the thing about this and now yeah the, there's now, not enough for me to feel like there was an allegory though, the, you know? the more late the more reads on this movie that we that we keep coming up with the more i'm like it doesn't deserve it it doesn't deserve <laughs> all these reads i feel like, like it's exactly not, it's, not it's like it's not that. that i don't care i feel like thing. this is how really people felt watching mother if they didn't like it no, whereas man. i love oh that you know God, what's I okay loved, one thing that you told me before we watched this movie that I heard you say was that or someone said that this movie makes mother look like a walk in the park or that this is the like fuck? way more hardcore than mother and I have to very strongly disagree oh with I that. very strongly disagree mother, mother is, is so one... much more like artfully and expertly put together and mature and the production is just like so mature. much more in every way it's awe inspiring in every like, way it's better it really encompasses like so much range compared I, to this it's like that's a mature like really a feat of not just production but like it's an artistic feat in my opinion and this is just like you know this is sort of child's play (laughs) no this is agreed to a degree i mean there are some definitely some cool things that are you know in you know in a a visual sense that are going on it felt more mature to me than black a little bit more so but like yeah but in in conception (laughs) it was (laughs) in conception it was immature especially compared to mother which Uh is a very mature movie Pretty material. I mean, yeah, that movie is crazy. Well, I guess ultimately it seems like our verdict on Mandy is go see Mother, <laughs> go see Enter the Void, yeah, go see Suspiria, go see the Holy go Mountain, go see Holy Mountain, go see like, Every David Lynch movie. Yeah, Wait a minute, Every David Lynch. When is the new Suspiria coming? Oh, out? very very soon. <laughs> Spencer, it's great having you on. It's my Appreciate pleasure to you, be on. Uh, this was really a really and, fun yeah. evening. Yeah, cool. I'm glad glad you felt so. It was fun for me as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so where can people find you if they want to, you know, hear your music, uh, follow you on Instagram, all that good stuff? Uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on uh, m- Mother. <laughs> oh, and you have a oh, yeah, podcast, what, Tell right? us about your podcast. Oh, oh, yeah, I do have a podcast. So, um, well, first of all, music music speaking, um, thespencerowen.com, mm-hmm. um, even though my band Spencer Owen Timeshare does not have a thaw in it, mm-hmm. uh, I just... It's just the hell I've trapped myself in. Sure. Uh, the Spencer dot com or um, I mean, that's it. Like Instagram at SO Timeshare. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the other ones. <laughs> you don't find you don't need to find me on the other ones. Sure thing. Um, the um, and oh, uh, Spencer Owen dot Bandcamp dot com. That's mm. the one you got to check out. Spencer Owen dot Bandcamp dot com. One mm. day my band's debut album will be on that site. Hopefully. Spencer Owen Timeshare self-titled in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, for now, there's four albums on there. Um, that I my Bandcamp page that I'm really proud of. Suck. And then I have a podcast called "Does Your Favorite Song Suck?" 
Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is an offshoot of a podcast called Does Your Favorite Movie Suck? Which I did not create. Um, uh-huh. My mm. friends, Kaylin and Travis, made a podcast called Does Your Favorite Movie Suck? They're 80-something episodes in. That's um, a great... Uh, concept and title i love that they take movies from the 80s and 90s and determine if they actually suck or not and mm-hmm. then the whole thing is based we've done on, that here on this podcast oh yeah <laughs> you know you have for sure uh the whole the whole thing is based on nostalgia uh-huh uh and, and how you, it can warp your mind you talk yeah yes yes and what you remember from a movie so uh-huh. they, they do a little preamble before they watch the movie mm-hmm. then they watch it and then they talk about that's what, super interesting what they talk i'll listen to that it's a great podcast but um and did they, did, did they happen to cover total recall <laughs> Uh, I don't remember if they did recall recall yet. Mm, um, never any sort. I don't recall. <laughs> I don't have total recall of that. Um, he the, could have total recall. <laughs> we just the, watched it. We did the, just watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's really good. It's good, right? Yeah. Verhoeven. Uh, Great. Fine. He I doesn't like. remember anything. In a couple hours, he could have total recall. <laughs> We're going to need to do something about this. I love Sorry, Verhoeven. But. He's great. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, on the feed for Does Your Favorite Movie Suck, all you have to do is subscribe to that podcast because on some Thursdays, my podcast, Does Your Favorite Song Suck, will come out on the same feed. Boom. Where Two for the price of none. Uh, where, <laughs> where, where we will uh, definitely... <laughs> it doesn't cost yeah, anything. Yeah, see, that one actually worked, Laura. It really I made it up. <laughs> yeah, but Thank I made you. it work. I made it work. <laughs> You made it work. Mine worked too. <laughs> anyway, we talk about songs. The, the way they do it is they, they pull movies from a bag of movies that they've preselected. So my version of that is because there's so many more songs than there are movies. We take uh-huh. we took uh, the top 100 of each year, eight, 1980 through 1999, and then we use a random number generator between 1 and 2,000 to mm. pick what song the next episode is going to be about <laughs> and then i su- and then i surprise my guest with what song we're going to listen to we nice. listen to it twice and then we talk about it cool that sounds great and each of you will be guests oh i can't right. i would love to be a guest i'd be okay. honored each of you will oh that cool. would be so fun so we're gonna end the show with a song from you spencer uh yeah we are that's awesome <laughs> and uh <laughs> we're gonna play a song called uh, factory message off of the album blue circle where oh, people can shucks. people can find that on Bandcamp, I assume. Yeah, spencer.bandcamp.com, right? like I talked about. Exactly. Uh, so thanks so much for being on the, this episode. So great. This is Totally Tell Me. We post new episodes every two weeks on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like it, share it with a friend. Our intro music is by Laura and Anton. Our outro music is by tonight is by Spencer and Timeshare. And uh, this is Factory Message off of the album Blue Circle.
say